right. So welcome to Ramble with Intent. Today, I've got Annalisa Cristola on joining us for uh, a, a fun ramble. We'll learn about her life coaching, her natural change maker ways that she has lived. I I am guessing from the times I've spoken with her that she has been a constant change maker throughout her life and still is headed in that direction and a very authentic leader, which is such a brush of fresh air. So welcome, Annalisa. Oh, thank you so much, Lisa. It's a real joy and honor to be here. I thank you. (laughs) Well, I appreciate you being here. This is great. So um, let's just start. Just tell us a little bit about yourself. Who are you? Where do you come from? Um, What's your passions? Oh, yes. You know, that's probably been the hardest part for me is to encapsulate who I am. Um, I think I would just start really by saying, you know, I was born into love for love. Mm -hmm. And I believe that, you know, that's really the root of of who I am and what I've come to do now um, through various points in my life, but now even most uh, with more intensity. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm the proud daughter of Italian immigrants, uh, born and raised in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. And my parents planted in me, you know, the seeds of belief in myself and belief that anything's possible when you have a dream and when you are guided by love. So at a very young age, really, I was I was put into positions of sacred trust and responsibility. And that started with being the eldest of four kids. So it started within my home, you know, Um, and then it just kind of spilled out into the neighborhood and the neighborhood kids and led to my involvements in the community with, you know, uh, teaching uh, sports at sports camps and coaching soccer. So that thread has continued to really guide me to these places where I've stepped into roles of sacred trust and responsibility. Mm -hmm. Um, I was so blessed to have 14 years as an educator, a principal, um, a leader within the Niagara Catholic School Board. Uh, Those were enriching and expanding experiences. It was, you know, in response to a call that I left Sault Ste. Marie, a call deep in my heart to take the step, take the step. This is what's next on your journey and, and venturing into Southern Ontario, you know, (laughs) where I had only, you know, gone to university and done my student teaching um, into a community that I had never lived. Mm -hmm. But I knew that that was part of my sacred mission to serve, to serve. So Um, those were incredible experiences where I was surrounded by what I call my guardian angels, inspirations, people who touched my life and saw in me gifts that maybe I hadn't even fully realized or explored. Mm. So during those days, I was led to um, pursue my master's of education in holistic education, I was seeing in the education system, you know, concerns in in my mind with what was happening in our society. Um, you know, just a loss of, of, of really um, meaning and purpose in life. And 
being manifested. You know, some of the the um, situations we're seeing, kids struggling with whether it be you know issues around identity, alcoholism, drugs, those growing, it was coming into the forefront more. And this was two decades ago. Yeah. So I came to see this as a spiritual void. And with that, though, I've always been one who says, okay, well, this is what we're seeing. What are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. We can do something to make a change. We can light the way. There's always a way. And so I think that that's really, you know, that's why I've landed in in this position now where I am reinventing myself. Um, I've gone through multiple, you know, I'm in Banff now, you know, and, and that's been over the last 15 years. And the journey here really, again, was, you know, at a time when I was, I was loving my career in education. Um, but my husband fell out of the sky, <laughs> landed on my lap and then sparked something in me, that adventurous spirit in me and that desire to explore, to expand. And, and that's what really led us both to leave very, um, for me, extremely fulfilling, a fulfilling career, successful career with lots of potential in that field um, to just leave it and, and make our way West. So again, this, this process of, you know, being so attuned to your inner self and to that voice, whatever it is. And, and then having the courage to just step into the unknown Mm -hmm. with a belief that, you know what, really incredible things can happen. Yeah. And, and, and really having that, I had a, oh gosh, a former business coach, if you will, she helped me through making a really tough business decision. And her favorite line was faith to fall, to fly. And that's pretty much it, right. Having the faith to fall. So then you can fly. Absolutely. And you know, Lisa, when I was, you know, I start our, our journey, this journey I call them of awakenings, these moments of awakening mm-hmm. when we just realize something or it's an epiphany. You know, these moments of awakening have kind of just been sprinkled throughout my journey. Yeah. You know, I even had a vision after I'd done my master's of having a, a just a community, a retreat center and call it an awakenings. Um, but this sense that, um, yeah, it's it's through that that self-trust that comes from, for me, a belief that we're here for something greater than ourselves. Yeah. hundred percent. We all have a sacred mission. Yeah. And, and these are the times when from, it's been hard for me to um, fully express that mission because the, the more um, traditional ways that I have and outlets for that expression Mm -hmm. really um, crumbled beneath me Mm -hmm. over the last years. So when I moved out West, when we moved out West, you know, my first work was at, at the Banff Springs Hotel. And it was some of the most humbling and enlightening experiences of my life because I came from a position, you know, as in the education system, I had benefits. I had, I knew when I had days off, I knew 
these, I, I knew that I had these supports in place and I had options and opportunities um, that others didn't. Mm-hmm. And so there I really learned what it was like, you know, no yeah. matter what I came with, my education or experience, we all started on the same page. And like I said, it was humbling and enlightening to then, it was a greater than just working with hospital and meeting people with all over the world as tourists, but connecting to my colleagues. Yeah. And they were from all over the world and learning their stories of incredible resilience, like my own parents, mm-hmm. starting from nothing, coming to this country full of hope. This is the land of opportunity, the land of freedom. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The land where I wasn't just going to survive, but I could thrive. Yeah. And I could build a bright, bold, brilliant future for my family. That was my parents' dream. Yeah. That's what they did. They gave me the wings to fly that led me here. And that's what then I was able to, in my own way, do for for those beautiful brothers and sisters, I came to call them, my extended family, who were my colleagues. But then I was so blessed to do work, work as a settlement worker. Oh, wow. <laughs> Again, it's the divine, right, at work. Yeah. I truly believe that. I had been working at the Vamp Springs for four and a half years on a, you know, I, in service, in service in a whole other way, getting to know these beautiful people from all over the world and their stories again inspired me. I was, you know, I saw an opening for a job in settlement, settlement services. I'd never heard of it. It was programs that are throughout Canada that help permanent residents, refugees, living caregivers settle in their communities. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I knew there was something else for me. I knew that even though there were so many opportunities in hospitality, that there was more, that my call was greater, not even I want to say greater, but just something different, that there'd be a way that I could help people really to make informed decisions about their futures in Canada by helping them access the information that they needed. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, to hold the hand of light to them. Yeah. Yeah, offer them that flashlight in the dark room to let them know that, hey, you know what? I thank you for choosing Canada as your home. You look what you've brought to us. You are not here as a burden. No, you are here for more than just work. What is it that you want? And so to tap into their hopes, their dreams, but also their fears. Mm -hmm. So what I took so to hurt was to help these beautiful individuals, my brothers and sisters, understand that they had come to a country where they didn't have to fear mm-hmm. persecution, oppression, threat, mm-hmm. violence, that they were in Canada now. Yeah. And so my programs and the message was based around you will not be threatened bribed, coerced to do anything in Canada. You're safe. So beautiful because you just like, you just described the Canadian ideal. Absolutely, Lisa. And so 
that was my mission, which began in 2012. Wow. My sacred mission. I was led here for that reason. Yeah. So I built that, that sacred trust in institutions that I firmly believed in mm-hmm. as a child, right? Yeah. As a child. And then in the education system, you know, I was always one who was a connector in all different ways. So whether it's the healthcare system, governments at all levels, mm-hmm. at all levels, right? Yeah. Community services of all kinds. I built that unwavering trust in these institutions. Yeah. And I served them with passion, integrity. Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. judging by the change of your energy, you you felt that that trust got broken at some point, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So now let's... Absolutely. Yes. Let's move forward and talk about how you took that challenging moment Mm -hmm. and have now in essence, recaptured your essence (laughs) and and remolding and restructuring how you are choosing to move forward now. Absolutely. Absolutely. Lisa, because that's just it. That's exactly it. So in 2020, I was in a state of kind of shock. What was happening and paralysis? But for me, actually, paralysis wasn't more more like I got my boxing gloves on yeah. and I needed to. Right. You were on the defense. I realized <laughs> through the process and I did everything I could. I exhausted. I pulled every tool I had to make a difference, to raise awareness. I got as creative as possible. But what I realized in the end is that, you know what? I had built trust all my life in me. And that was still there. Mm-hmm. That was still there. I had not walked away from my soul. No. And, and, my soul was calling out for me to pay attention to it and to, 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 to nourish it, to nourish it. So that then that energy, that, that authenticity that was wanting so much to be released would not be stuck yeah. and would not manifest in, you know, headaches, this, this knee thing that my knee pain and <laughs> this change in my way of, of being, mm-hmm. you know, way of being that joy that you know naturally flowed from me so what i came to realize is that in order for me to be the change in the world i so desperately wanted and wished to see and believed was possible with all my heart um change had to begin with me mm-hmm. and so i began I, uh, this journey of okay well okay maybe i need a life coach maybe i need maybe i need someone to to to, to hold that hand of light for me as I had for thousands. But in doing that, just, just days after my, my work ended, my formal work, mm-hmm. um, I began that journey of like, okay, well, I'm going to look for a life coach. Well, instead I was intrigued by this, this life coaching 
program, this diploma program at Rhodes Wellness College. I connected with a a lovely soul sister, Lola. And there it began. Lola, that one conversation within days I registered for the program. You literally didn't. You didn't get coached. You became the coach. Absolutely. Yes. But that involved, you know, my journey that started, my formal coaching program began like a month after my job ended. That was the end of March. Yeah. And through that journey, things continued. So every aspect of my life was rocked through this time, Mm -hmm. this time, whether it was my career, um, you know, my health, my relationships, my, I was also companioning as best I could, my, my father and mother on their own journeys and my dad's um, health had declined significantly and, and dealing with the healthcare system and um, facilities during this time when I wasn't permitted in, I mean, my family was still all in Ontario and Sault Ste. Marie and I was out West traveling back and forth, not being able to fly and all of these restrictions, I still was able to tap into that, tap into that inner strength and wisdom that, you know what, Annalisa, there's a way you were meant for this. Yeah. So processing, metabolizing what one could consider catastrophic loss and grief, Mm -hmm. living losses. But then my dad died in April of 2021. And amidst these restrictions. Um, But using all that now to light my way forward is what's happened. My dad's not being able to be by my dad's side was very difficult. However, when I was able to be with him in the hospice, all I could say to him was, Dad, you are pure light and pure love. Yeah. And that's the mission of light that I vowed. <laughs> I'm even quoted in an article <laughs> in the Sioux Star as saying, my dad would not want us to mourn, yeah. but keep his spirit alive. Mm-hmm. Keep his spirit alive. So in doing that, I, I brought my mom by car and <laughs> by truck. <laughs> Tony, I've named my to- my Tacoma, by the way. There my you dad go. Good name. With- Good name. And I'm, Absolutely. I'm sorry for your loss as well. Oh, th- thank you so much. But he's with us. He is. In right? all, ways. All, of our, all of our love people carry with us. Absolutely. So in doing that, it's just fueled that. It's the soul food that I've needed, right? To, to kind of to metabolize these losses into the great my greatest gift so on this path of life coaching I thought well maybe and and, you know deep deep inquiry it was not easy work there were many times like I cannot continue Mm -hmm. I cannot continue pouring out my heart and soul like this it's it's painful right Mm -hmm. but it, it was necessary but in doing so I thought well maybe Maybe, maybe the change is, is going to lead me to work more with caregivers. And, and that was another area of passion. I have many different passions as, <laughs> as you, as you do too. Yes. So I was led to Caregivers Alberta in seeking help for myself mm. in seeking ways, you know, to be proactive and active with 
caring for my mother, I knew I wanted to help others. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, maybe it's caregiver coaching. Um, but instead, you know, I did become involved with caregivers and I am with Caregivers Alberta as a facilitator for their Compass program for caregivers. Um, but there was something more there. I, I wanted to then bring that into my own community. And even though I'm still under some restrictions, yeah. I'm working to build a partnership with um, the Bow Valley Palliative Care Society to deliver caregiver programs locally. Amazing. But again, these are all just little pieces. There's still there was still more to this journey of of healing, really, and transformation. Mm-hmm. And I think it was ultimately in December of 2022 that I heard an interview with Dr. Naomi Wolf and Ora Nadrich. Mm. And it was about the spiritual crisis of our time. Yeah. And it was at that moment that it was like <sighs> that energy that again was moving. And I had done many things right to reconnect with myself because the pieces were all over. But I thought, oh my gosh, here's something. Aura has an Institute for Transformational Thinking. Mm-hmm connected with her. Her latest book was Time to Awaken. Yeah. It's awakenings, right? And something in me was sparked. That pilot light that was (laughs) on and had been on through all of this kind of destruction, this period, and acknowledged as on by, by someone who didn't even know really what I was going through. Was being fed, and here it was this opportunity to to then it become a thought coach and go through this process of deep, deep inner inquiry through a transformational um, process that she calls her says who method. And <laughs> wow, I loved it. Yeah. It was that opportunity for me to sit, and I'm going to really emphasize this, with dignity, with compassion, Mm. and really lay out, pour forth my limiting beliefs, my judgments, my fears, and look at them in a whole new way. Acknowledge them, but work to then release and replace them with thoughts that were going to serve me and my mission. So that's where this idea that, you know what? I'm not a victim. I'm a victor. Yes. I'm not a boxer. I'm a healer. Yeah. All what power. What power to oh. sit there and look at even like that internal dialogue that says, no, you can't and be able to Absolutely. view it from a different perspective. Absolutely. So. I said, okay, says who I can't. Yeah. Says who, and that's what this method's all about. Says who? Who's telling me this? Have I heard someone? And, and, and even if I have, you know, I would I would inquire into that more. I had no, like, guides. I would just, <laughs> I'm committed to that. That's been my way, right? That's been part of it, yeah. but so intensely. Okay, so says who? Does this thought make me feel better? Yeah. Oh, good question. Do I like it? 
Does it work for me? Mm-hmm. So this series of questions, is it, is it a thought that's like consuming me? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, I've, I've gone through these. I'm asking myself these questions. I'm holding myself in compassion and self-love. Well, then, then I get to, well, okay. Is it serving me? Do I want to hold on to this or not? Mm-hmm. And if not, what am I going to do about it? What am I going to do to release that thought? And therein lied the transformation for me. It wasn't just say, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. I know I don't like these thoughts. Yeah. They're consuming me, but so what? Yeah. Okay. It's this now what? And so then I, I was gifted these tools for transformation. I had stickies written all over (laughs) my place. My journal, fuck you, 2022, became thank you, 2022. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. Wow. And I'm going to tell you that I was able to apply this process of deep, mindful inquiry Mm -hmm. into every area of my life, career, health, finances, relationships, the pillars Right. Yeah. And I knew that I wanted to bring this message out. So through that training, I was able to personalize a thought coach certification program. And I called it, I call it live true, live free. Yeah. Change begins with me. Amazing. And I mean, that goodness for someone who's just starting off on like mantras, there's your mantra right there. It is my mantra. Yeah. 100%. Honestly, you know, Lisa, and this is, you know, informally, I've been a coach, a guide all my life. Mm -hmm. And what I realized was I didn't need to run from anywhere. No. You showed up exactly where you needed to be. Right. But mainly beginning with having peace within myself. Yeah. No one is going to ever be able to give me or anyone else the sense of freedom that comes from knowing who you are. Yeah. And standing in that light, that truth, no matter what. Yeah. Absolutely, Annalisa. And I love it because like you touched on the foundation of learning how to advocate and stand and represent ourselves and our needs. And that is the first and most important thing when we are needing to be able to stand and speak for ourselves and what we need in order to thrive or know that our community is thriving is being able to have that deep understanding of ourselves, but also being able to sit there and ask why does this actually bother me? Where is it coming from? Am I conditioned to think this is a problem or is this in fact a problem? And being able to have that understanding helps us better represent and then better back up when we're asking for a change or an improvement or whatever it is that we're doing to them better value ourselves and our lives in conjunction with those around us. Absolutely. Lisa, you, you absolutely. And that involves a lot of humility. Yeah. 
that involves checking your ego, putting your ego in the back seat, or saying, you know what, I'm not, not, not taking you ride anymore. Yeah, but but I have to say, but not from a place like get get you know get out of here, leave me alone. I'm I'm not I'm not going to face this at all. I'm going to bury myself instead. I'm going to seek a distraction. Uh, no. You know what? We need to befriend these thoughts. Yes. These fears, these conditioned ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's not to eliminate, we can't eradicate them. You know, we are spiritual beings. We are having a human experience. You know, there's, there's all of that. It's this understanding that, you know, we can work with these thoughts. They don't need to take us down. And so what was taking me down, what was causing me to act in ways that weren't in alignment with who I was, mm-hmm. that were dimming my light, that light that was within all of us. That was a path that I was on that I said, no way, no, no. I chose and we all have that opportunity to choose. Yeah. Now. It's hard and conditions around us can make it super hard. Yeah. And beyond what 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 many can be feel they're capable of, especially when we're having outside forces working against us, mm-hmm. like government mandates, like polarizing practices and policies. Mm-hmm. So I want to really make it clear that I hold in compassion those who felt they had no other choice when it came to receiving yeah. the shot or even you know, just even just locking no. just locking down or following all of the various other really like small rules at the beginning right gloves exactly. and all yes. these other things um i mean we my favorite thing that i have learned and understood especially through these last 3 years is we operate with the knowledge that we have in the moment. Absolutely. It doesn't mean that a year from now, when we gain more knowledge, we are going to do the same thing. It just means that we can only operate with what we know. And so exactly. we either seek to know more or, or we fall into the realm of comfort where we just continue to stay in that space. But when it comes to like mm-hmm. transformational thinking... And, tr- and, and growth and being really and truly optimizing that human experience is when we are seeking to learn more to them better express and better understand. And I think maybe somewhere along the line, I don't know what happened. Maybe it's only an experiential thing. Maybe other people haven't experienced this, but there's been moments where it's like, no, no, you don't need to know that. Don't waste your time trying to learn that. Nobody likes a super smart girl. Like, you know, there's all those old adages and, uh, and, and, and phrases that happen somewhere. And it might be a super small dismissive message from the person giving it, but the person receiving it might've held on to that really deeply. And truly like, it's funny, I say this and I go straight back to when I was a kid and my aunt and uncle were taking care of us. And my mom and dad came to pick us up after a week of them being gone. And I was like hell bent on helping my aunt cook dinner. And my mom and dad arrived and I ran to the stove and I started cooking the mushrooms. And my aunt is 
lover, but is super particular, everything must be just this way type person. And she lost it on me and she pulled me aside and she was yelling at me and she's like, you know, your blonde hair and blue eyes aren't going to save you for the rest of your life. You need to use your brain. And, you know, it hurt me. But now looking back after that, it was like noted, I will learn everything I can and I will use my brain. And so that was a gift, but it could have been received so differently. Absolutely. And you know what, what I've learned too is integrating these experiences within our lives. It's integrating. We can't fill necessarily the the hole that was left by that. Yeah. Or, you know, it's more than just putting a bandage on whatever that experience was. It's taking that off gently, mm-hmm. gently. Mm-hmm. And knowing that, you know, others have had, we're not alone in these human experiences. And it's building that sense of, you know, as we, we work with our own, whatever they are, limiting beliefs, fears, and, and become more open to the possibilities, it unites us. Yeah. And that transformational energy for me is where like this grassroots movement of transformation really can light up the world. Mm-hmm. And these are this is the time, I think, when we have not just that choice, but that responsibility to light the way forward yeah. is even more, more critical now. And so that's why I so appreciate being able to share my story. Because, you know, Lisa, for me, all my life, when I've, my work has been with, you know, with, I don't want to call them vulnerable, but I work with kids. Yeah. Right. Kids. Impressionable, probably. Impressionable. People who come to you with the trusting with automatically you're trusted in a lot of ways, right? You automatically are looked up to, Mm -hmm. looked to. So whether it would have been kids and parents, you know, during those years and with education, working with the immigrant community who have no idea about the rights, responsibilities in Canada, no idea about how systems work, looking to me in that position as a settlement worker or as just a Canadian to mm-hmm. be able to guide them, right? And now, you know, it, it's kind of gone from different ages and stages of life with my own mother now mm. and with the elderly and those who have, say, medical conditions, um, uh, dementia or, or, or whatever it is. Yeah. So you see my feeling, my and, and I see the possibilities within all of these ages, yeah. with all of these stages, all of these transitions, you know, about um, I'm going to tell you a beautiful story. Um, At the end of August, I believe it was, just this summer, I was standing on the corner of um, Buffalo Street by the post office in Banff, Mm -hmm. doing what I normally do. (laughs) I talk with people, you know, I'm on my way somewhere, but I'm distracted because someone has fallen fallen into my path or, or I'm giving someone directions. Well, there was this family walking by. I looked at them and I'm like, I know these people. And they had um, Toronto kind of uh, like almost like Hawaii, Hawaiian shirts on, but like with Toronto kind of, you know, decals on it. Yeah. Like Blue Jays. And I looked and I said, nice shirts. Where are you from? Yeah. And the dad said, St. Catharines. They looked at me. I looked at them. 
there are three kids in their 20s and early 30s there and the parents. They're like, Miss Chelly. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> oh, wow. So, so these kids, they were, I was a VP at the time in Port Dalhousie. In early 2000, it would have been. I was a half time, I was teaching, teaching principal. Te- te- sorry, I was vice principal, but I was teaching as well. Yeah. So these kids would see me out in the playground. They would see me, you know, um, one of them, I believe, was in my grade five class. And I was also at that time doing um, uh, training and implementing a program in the board called Lions Quest uh, Positive Youth Development Program. Oh, fun. And it was through this program, I learned this. I believe it was the program. I learned a really cool song. It's I'm awake, alive, alert, enthusiastic. Oh yeah. Sung to the tune of, I don't know, head and shoulders, knees and toes. So the kids, <laughs> the son says to me, do you remember? Like we just were, you know, laughing. And, and I was so excited to hear where, where they were in life. And the, the son said to me, Miss Chelly, do you remember? I go, you can call me Annalisa. <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember what you used to say to us when um, we'd come in from the playground or we were on the playground and we wanted to like tattletale on someone? You'd always say, you know, could you start by telling me something, something good, something that something good that's happening today? Yeah. And, and, you know, he said, I, I didn't I didn't really understand why you do that. But now I do. Yeah. And then the the young lady who is oh she's in she's doing work with youth and she has her PhD. I'm so proud of her. She said, you know, in that song, and she started touching her head and shoulders. Yeah. And it was the awake, alive, alert, enthusiastic song that I would do, like I would do it in, you know, when we had um gatherings. I I do it as like an opener, you know, for like a an assembly or something. And I I integrated it, I can't even tell you, all different places in with all different groups. Um and I still do. Yeah. And and we we sang, I'm awake, alive, alert, enthusiastic, right there. Nice. That's awesome. And that's what it's all about, right? Yeah. It's being awake. Yeah. Alive. Yeah. And grateful for that we're here. Alert. And then taking it and doing something with it. Yeah. And that for me is enthusiasm. <laughs> yeah. But it can take different forms for different people. Absolutely. You know, it's my energy. That's how I have find an outlet for my energy. So I so believe within each and every one of us, there's that potential to awaken something. Mm-hmm. And my mission now moving forward is, you know, I, I, I know there are people out there who, who have perhaps sensed these are not times that, that, that we are just going to let pass by and accept as, okay, well, I can't fix it. So I'm just going to go with it. Mm-hmm. We cannot fill that void um, with more stuff, with more dis- distractions, electronics, uh, possessions, whatever it is, that void, that deeper calling which is, is, is longing for us to really sit with ourselves, yeah. get to know who we truly are, yeah. live true to that. There comes the freedom and then the flight yeah. to pursue the life of yeah. your dreams, your imaginings, because all things are possible. Yeah, I, oh, I agree. And you know what? You were saying this, I'm thinking... 
I cannot wait for the level of creativity that just emerges when our society starts to really sit with themselves and really identify what outlet they're actually seeking and called to do. Because creativity, I mean, it's been lacking for a while, but I feel like it is, it's like we're headed into the new renaissance. Yes. We're at a crossroads, right, Lisa? We're at a crossroads, though. So that's why this, I knew I couldn't keep this inside anymore. Mm -hmm. I got to do something with this. So the path of entrepreneurship, see, what, what I, I was blessed in that I was able to express that creativity. Yeah. In developing really cool programs, for example, for the immigrant community. Mm -hmm. Right? Really cool programs for kids in the schools and beyond with their parents, mm -hmm. working with employers. It didn't matter. I had that liberty, that freedom. Yeah. It, and that knowledge that this was something that would be appreciated and actually can bring about change. Mm -hmm. I encounter, you know, I, and the beautiful thing is I encounter my former clients everywhere. And you know what they do? They share gratitude and then they, they share a story of how they've now mm -hmm. transformed their life. Yeah, it's so powerful when people are able to just freely express their gratitude. And, and that we're, I mean, when we give of our hearts, that gratitude, yeah. just, gratitude just overflows. And it's, it's amazing. I mean, we experienced it, especially in September, Ken and Ask us at the conference that we were at. And I had never been in a room so full of just like wide open hearts, wide yes. open hearts. And I mean, I had never hugged so many people at a conference before to the point where when I came home, I was hugging everybody I came across and they thought I was yes. really weird, but, <laughs> but like the power of that complete strangers, but it, we were all connected. I think honestly, because we all arrived with our hearts wide open and a commitment yeah. to ourselves to just be fully present in the moment. Absolutely. And that's where the power is mm -hmm. when we can put aside all these distractions yeah, and really mindfully connect to ourselves. That's present moment awareness. And that in this thought coaching and the practice, my practice, yeah. that's the building block of it. Yeah. Mindfulness, mindfulness, mindfulness with and and I think, like you said, this idea of the open heart. So for me, I use the analogy that I had built a fortress around my heart. Yeah. And I think many of us do, right? When we're hurt, that fortress that we, we, it's become like a protective shield. And so it was it was working through those layers of that shield to get to our essence. And that's what we can do for each other. Yeah. Number one, by holding sacred space, mm -hmm. holding simply sacred space, yeah. allowing, inviting, forget about allowing. I don't like that. <laughs> inviting conversations like this ramblings. Yeah. 
so that hearts can freely pour out. Yes. And that's where the miracles happen. Our vibration raises. We're in that miracle zone. Yeah. And creativity flows from all of that, right? These human connections. AI is not going to give that to us. A device is not going to give that to us. An authority figure. Definitely We don't even know is not going to give that to us. No. Right? So for me, I, I came to... You know, I love um, images and I love being in nature. I love tangible. So I came to call this kind of peeling away as giving myself heart massages and others. Yeah. And so what do those look like? Being in the company of people who you don't have to explain anything to. You don't have to prove anything to. Yeah. That is such a heart massage. That just opens the channels for the heart to do what it's meant to, to do, to give and to give and to receive, yes, but to receive the gifts that will then lead to something really incredible beyond what humans can create on our own, yeah. right? Like something inspired. I say divinely, whatever, whatever you want to call it, it doesn't matter. And so these, these heart massages, I think, have been part of my, my journey, my healing journey. And I'm so grateful for the different forms that's come in. Um, at that conference, the words, Danielle Laporte was speaking to me yeah. when, she, when she said, the call now is to forgive. That hearts are forgiving. Hearts are for giving. Space. Yes. Giving. So with my own transformational journey, Lisa, like it's not something that just ends and boom, you just keep going. No, it's a chapter that I'm in. And and I'm going to tell you, forgiveness has been one of my biggest Mm -hmm. pullbacks in completely stepping into my light because I cannot represent that unconditional love. That's my dad. That's my dad. That's my, my call. I talk about building bridges of unconditional love. I look at the bridge going over the, over the bow river. It's the bridge of unconditional love. Well, I, how am I fully embodying that? I need to admit that, you know what? I'm not always expressing that. Yeah. I'm not always including with my, my own husband Mm -hmm. in relation to, you know, decisions made over the past couple of years and working through that. But what I what I've learned is that through this through this process of, you know, really sitting with that, really, and 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 pulling it apart, teasing it, yeah, talking to it, like, hey, why is this? Come on, what is it? You know, I was writing. I had little stickies all over my like all over my place, and one of them was directed towards my brother. And I and my sticky, I had said, I'm replacing this. You know. Um, you've let me down and it had nothing to do with his vaccination decision because actually we were completely aligned, which is so cool, which is so cool. I knew there's a thread there, but it was for other feelings of being betrayed and, and, and when I needed him most or let, let down, let's just say. I had put a sticky saying, I will send light and love to Albert. Um, I have my my sticky in my book. And that is where miracles, with love, miracles are possible. 
And it was holding that, keeping it with me, working on it, that after then this conference and working now with Carla Mm -hmm. and the um, Master Your Mission, um, I actually took another step and I reached out. Yeah. I reached out. Good. Because I know that we hold ourselves prisoner and I need to let my life fully shine. Mm-hmm. I needed to step into that. It doesn't mean forgetting. It doesn't mean condoning. It just means I'm reconnected with me. I can let go of that desire that I have to prove something. Yeah. And, you know, our conversation was beautiful. He held sacred space for me to share my journey. And there were so many parallels. Yeah. And we found common ground. Oh, that's amazing. Lisa, I shared about the MYM, these passionate entrepreneurs, because that's a path potentially his daughters are on. He was feeling very alone. And I think that for so many in our country and beyond, there was this sense that, you know, when you, when you advocate, when you step in your light, Mm -hmm. however it looks in this case, it isolated people. Yeah. Right. Oh, big and, time. and it, was, it was designed to isolate people. Yeah. And spotlighted, but not the spotlight you were looking for. Exactly. Exactly. And so then join, helping expand him. I, I shared the transformational thinking process, what I was using, the says who method. And he's like, well, you know, like, yeah, send me this material. Let's talk about it. So I've integrated that way of thinking into so many of my interactions. Now I have a framework to help me help others move forward, move beyond, step fully into their light. They maybe had one foot in knowing that, okay, okay, there's something more. There's, but how, but how, and that's where I was struggling. How, how can I be the change in the, that I wish to see? And now how do I use this beautiful gift? I'm a teacher at heart. That's, it's in my blood (laughs) and I love it. I just love um, interacting with people, but, but helping to develop their own capacity then. Right. It's about, and that's what you're doing, Lisa. That's why when I see your path towards developing these skills for advocacy, starting with self advocacy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and then of course it permeates it, flows over into what you're passionate about, those beliefs that are aligned. Yeah. You know, it's amazing. Um, and so the last kind of, the last part of this um, journey of this transformational process is really looking at the, the alignment of my thoughts and my actions. Yeah. And so I feel now I've got this beautiful package this gift to integrate into my life coaching yeah moving and and what not even i can't even say just my life coaching my daily life yeah right yeah because there is a way there is a way forward there, there is i there absolutely is it's it's finding the things in the systems that work and speak to us and the methods And then, like you said, making sure that they integrate and align in our daily lives, in our professional lives, in even just how we parent 
and what exactly. we're teaching our children as, as they grow up. And it's such really. a beautiful opportunity to start modeling really healthy communication again. Absolutely. And I think that's it, Lisa. Like, you know, we, we, we are all brothers and sisters here. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when we talk about this idea of modeling, it's, you know, we all come and bring different skills, talents, gifts, abilities to the table. Yeah. We're here to build each other up. Yes. And not bring each other down. Yes. We're here to ignite ignite and spark the greatness with you and all of us, you know, and my dad would always say, do good and forget it. That was his legacy. Do good and forget it. Right. It doesn't have to be anything, you know, and it doesn't have to be rewarding. Exactly. Nothing. It doesn't have to be scripted. You know, it's just by being real, human, true, your authentic self. Yeah. That moment. So that's what I really think, Lisa, I think that now, you know, I thought, okay, I want to just work with parents because I cannot believe what's happening in our schools. You see, everything that's happening touches something in me because I've, I've, I've I've been there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, okay, what am I supposed to do with all this? Do then I get involved with an advocacy group? Because I thought about that too. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how do I be that voice? How do I illuminate the way? And so it's brought me back again to grassroots, Mm -hmm. grassroots transformation. In the home. True, live free, change begins with me. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And it's such a beautiful way for us to close this as well. Because I think finishing on that mantra, live to <laughs> true, live free, be me, is exactly how we should move forward. And it's 1010 on my clock. So there's angel numbers right there. <laughs> Ten is my, can I tell you something? My Ten is my favorite number. Mine too. <laughs> So Gayla Fleur was number 10, my favorite hockey player way back. Yeah. That was my, the number I put on all my jerseys and oh, Lisa, oh, <laughs> we're so connected. And that's it. It's common ground. Yeah. We have it. So let's join hearts and hands, yeah. raise them in the air and light the way with love. Yes. We've got this. We do. We absolutely do. Thank you so much. Uh, quickly though, where can people find you online? I am forging into the world of online presence, Lisa. So I have started an Instagram account. Oh, congratulations. Thank you so much, Lisa. (laughs) So um, my Instagram account is Anna Lisa, all one word, Mm -hmm. Chelly, C-E-L-L-I, my maiden name, and that is flowing through me. There you go. (laughs) Crystal Annalisa Chelly Crystalot is okay. my name online, and I'm working to, you know, just just find my way in that world. Um, yeah. Again, keeping true to who I am, mm-hmm. um, but I know that I, I I want my message to be out there. I can be emailed as well. Okay. If that, yeah. I'm happy to connect via email. Okay. Al Crystalot at gmail dot com. There we go. 
Perfect. And then uh, with your permission, I'll put your uh, thought coaching website in the show notes as well. Absolutely. Thank you very much. So that's um, if anyone's interested in doing a certification. However, I'm able to provide one-on-one coaching and I'm just, again, building up, (laughs) developing packages. But if anyone is interested, please feel free to reach out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is this has been a journey of learning for myself and we never stop learning. Never, right? ever, and never, ever. Yeah. yeah, I'm just so excited. Thank you so much for companioning me, Lisa. Yeah. Thank you very much. This has been beautiful and heartwarming <laughs> and very enriching. And I think it's just, I love being able to ramble with people and it's been fabulous. Thank you. Wonderful. And in, uh, the last word, Forza. We've got this. (laughs) Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Thank you. Thank you.